0: Hello and welcome to the College Student Psyche, a podcast where we talk about mental health issues for college students. In this podcast, we specifically talk about female college students. That is our area of focus. In this episode, we will be focusing on PTSD and gender-based violence. We'll also Talking about PTSD, we'll talk about um, trauma and um, potentially traumatizing events as well. So if you're interested in learning more about PTSD and gender-based violence for college students, please keep listening. To give you an overview of the structure of today's podcast, we're going to be looking at two articles. One focuses mostly on PTSD in college students, and the other focuses on gender-based violence For female college students. So female college students that are victims of gender-based violence is what that article is focusing on. And then like always, we will wrap up our discussion with a quick talk about PTSD and its depiction in popular media, popular books and movies. So just jumping right into our first study, it is entitled Prevalence and Predictors of PTSD Among a College Sample. It's by Cusack et al. And it was published in 2019. So as the title suggests, it mostly is looking at the prevalence of PTSD in college students and also the predictors of PTSD. So in terms of the methodology of this research study, participants, they use um, data from a larger study in the university. For those, once again, not familiar with kind of the research process and the norms of research, it's not super unusual for researchers to use data um, from previous studies or kind of borrow data from Um, studies that their colleagues have done and whatnot, so long as what they're looking at is a different aspect than what the original study is looking at. So in this study, they're specifically looking at the data collected from students about PTSD. So they measured PTE, which stands for Potentially Traumatizing Event Exposure. So PTE exposure was assessed using they set an abbreviated version of the life events checklist. So basically, participants were asked on events of potentially traumatizing events, natural disasters, physical assault, sexual assault, other unwanted or uncomfortable sexual experiences, transportation accidents, and then they also assessed probable PTSD. So they assessed their symptomology and whether they would have an indication of probable PTSD, meaning the symptoms that they checked and the amount that they checked um, indicates that they they could have a history of PTSD. They also measured stressful life events, personality, depression, and anxiety symptoms, and alcohol use. So that's just a little background on the methodology of the study. The researchers found that 70% of participants reported experiencing a potentially traumatizing event. Most of those were accidental PTE, 66.2% um, of that 70%, and then 33.1% being an interpersonal PTE. And then in terms of sex differences, women reported more interpersonal PTEs than men. So that's potentially traumatizing events that are interpersonal rather than just like an accident or a natural disaster. In terms of accidental PTEs, there was no um, significant sex difference found between male and females. In addition, significantly more women met the criteria for probable PTSD based on their endorsement of PTSD symptoms. So just to go over, women were found to have higher experiences of interpersonal uh, potentially traumatizing events. In addition, they were at an increased likelihood to endorse PTSD symptomology that indicated probable PTSD. The current study found that predictors of PTSD symptoms, sex, so being female predicted PTSD symptoms, depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms, interpersonal PTSD, predicted PTSD symptoms, and they did not find any significant correlations between PTSD symptoms and social support, frequency of alcohol consumption, or accidental PTEs. So um, that just means more people that experience interpersonal PTEs were likely to endorse PTSD symptomology that wasn't at an increased level. I know I just threw a lot out at you guys, but just to kind of wrap it all up, 70% is a pretty high percentage of people experiencing potentially traumatizing events. Now, just because you experience a potentially traumatizing event keyword there, potentially, does not mean you will go on to develop PTSD. However, in order to be diagnosed with PTSD, you have to have that potentially traumatizing event to occur um, in order to meet that diagnostic criter- criteria. And obviously, if you have experienced potentially traumatizing events, you're more likely to, have a P- to experience PTSD symptomology because you experienced trauma. So that obviously those go hand in hand together. And it's also super interesting that they found, uh, you know, differences between male and female participants, which is something that we've talked about in this podcast as being important. And perhaps that's because women are experiencing more interpersonal trauma, and then interpersonal trauma is more likely to result in PTSD. So it would make sense that women, experienced increased ptsd symptomology so just talking about the discussion section of this article obviously their goal of the research was to better understand ptes and ptsd in college-age students so a lot of their um, results were in line with other studies published studying ptsd in terms of women reporting more exposure to interpersonal ptes and ptsd symptoms the authors also brought up that the correlations found between PTSD, anxiety, and depressive symptoms illustrate the need for further investigation about these uh, these um, symptoms and their relationships to each other. So obviously there are correlations found, but we don't know what's causing it. Further research needs to be done kind of digging into how are these things connected? How can we understand them as working together or working independently? And then where do we go from there? So the authors pointed out that the results of this study showed the importance of having proper support for college students in relation to PTSD and PTEs. Knowing how many students are likely to have experience or experience a PTE during their college experience the authors recommend possible outreach programs could be implemented and um, because of the known risk colleges could have special outreach programs to those who've experienced ptes because we know that they're at a greater likelihood of developing ptsd so that was kind of an overview of that first article which i found really helpful in understanding prevalence of ptsd in college students and that college students while that's not something you typically associate with college students, it, PTSD, it's something that we should seek to understand, knowing that they're at an increased um, risk for experiencing a potentially traumatizing event as a young adult, and then um, also developing PTSD. All right, so this next study that we're going to look into is talking specifically about Gender-based violence, and gender-based violence is described in this article as violence used to reinforce the subordination of the victim. So with gender-based violence, it would be violence used to reinforce the subordination based on gender of victim female college students. So this study is specifically looking at female college students. It is entitled Gender-Based Violence and Mental Disorders in Female College Students. It's by um, Vasquez et al. Specifically, this study takes place in a Northwest region of Spain with a population of 2.7, over 2.7 million inhabitants. And um, the reason I included this study Similar to the Australian study, although it's important to keep in mind that it is not an American study and might not be generalizable to the U.S., its sampling techniques were really impressive, and um, its findings were I find I found very important. So I wanted to go ahead and include this study. Just keep in mind the issues possibly with generalizability, but this study used random sampling, and they took a sample of 1,054 female college students stratified by year of study, meaning separated by first to third year, fourth to final year, and postgraduate, and also stratified by academic area. So humanities and social sciences, biological sciences, other sciences. So by doing this, they were basically able to have even percentages and represent this proportion as a whole. They looked at multiple universities in this region to include in their sample and then students were personally contacted by mail or phone to participate and I wanted to point out that the response rate was 98.9 percent and they had experts on psychological assessment and treatment with a right wide experience in university population studies involved, and this was to minimize loss of subjects. So I thought that their methodology was really impressive, so that's why I wanted to include this study. The results are also super interesting, so let's go ahead and dive in. Rather than using self-report methods, so just measures where people checked off their symptoms and blah, blah, blah. They actually had structured clinical interviews with clinicians. So that basically means all participants had a face-to-face interview with one of the three female psychologists on board who had experience in clinical assessments. And then um, these psychologists were actually the ones who would indicate whether those participants had experienced based on their conversation. Conversation and interview had experienced gender-based violence, and also the clinicians indicated whether um, they met criteria to be diagnosed with certain mental disorders. So I thought this was such an interesting methodology because a lot of study they use convenient sampling. And they use self-reports of symptomology. And in this one, they actually had actual psychologists perform clinical assessments on these participants. So I feel like because of this methodology, their results are more trustworthy and more reliable. So let's dive straight into the results. So this study found that one in six participants have experienced gender-based violence in their life, which does align with previous research. And then of that one in six, about half of the victims experienced this violence from an intimate partner, and most reported experiencing this violence after they were 15 or older. In addition, a high number of victims also suffer from at least one mental disorder. Two thirds of victims in the, found in the sample also suffered from at least one mental disorder based on a clinical interview that took place. So the most common mental disorders in victims were mood and anxiety disorders. So most common mood disorder found, major depressive disorder, relating back to the last episode. And most common anxiety disorders were actually social phobias and PTSD. And the authors mentioned that PTSD and depression were the most kind of common mental disorders studied in relation to gender-based violence. And in their discussions, the authors highlight the need for effective interventions to be created and enforced for um, the prevention and treatment of mental health outcomes for these victims. So obviously, we want to put in prevention techniques for gender-based violence in general, but we also want to provide support for students who have experienced gender-based violence. Gender-based violence could definitely be categorized as a potentially traumatizing event, which could lead to PTSD. So you can kind of see the relationship there, especially for our population, which is female college students. So one in six of these college students randomly sampled from multiple different universities reported having experienced gender-based violence. So just a super interesting study and super relevant to our discussion about PTSD and, you know, violence that women face on campus. So sexual assault is obviously, this is kind of a tangential issue to this study, moving away into a general discussion about college students, but obviously sexual assault is a huge issue on college campuses. It often goes unreported. One in five women in college experience sexual assault. A lot of times this is during their first two semesters of college so and that information is coming from APA so these are huge numbers and when looking at the violence experienced by women especially by young women and college-age women and the PTSD that could follow it's definitely something that college colleges and universities need to be aware of and need to put an effort into preventing these high numbers in the future but also just providing support for college students that um, have experienced these things or are currently struggling with a mental disorder like PTSD, depression, and anxiety that are associated with these kinds of events. So that was kind of the scientific research section of our podcast. Now I'm gonna talk a little bit about um, depiction of PTSD in movies and books. So I had a hard time when thinking about this. Finding anything that focused, first of all, PTSD in women or PTSD, especially in young college aged women. And a lot of times in media, you really only see um, depictions of PTSD in older men, in veterans. It's harder to find honest depictions in other populations, which is unfortunate because as these articles have shown, there is plenty of young college students and um, young women who experience these things. So it's something that should be depicted in media as well. One um, (laughs) portrayal of possible PTSD, obviously we might not know specific diagnoses, um, but in a young person, it's perks of being a wallflower. Obviously that takes place in high school rather than college, but the main character, Charlie, he obviously is struggling a lot with his mental health. PTSD from um, a traumatizing event from his childhood. No spoilers here, but I really enjoy that book. And if you're someone interested in mental health and people reading about struggles in mental health, I would definitely check out that book or or that movie. Um, They made an adaptation. Both are really good. One movie that I found with And I believe it's a book as well. The movie stars Kristen Stewart. So any of my Twilight fans um, will appreciate it. I actually haven't gotten the chance to watch this either. But I've heard that it does depict a young woman with PTSD from a... um, Obviously has experienced a traumatizing event and is now showing um, PTSD symptomology. So could be definitely something to check out. I definitely forgot to mention the movie title in my description, but that movie is called Speak. One of my favorite movies, which I think you could argue whether this character has PTSD or whether they just have face trauma and um, are having um, PTSD symptomology, but not necessarily at clinical levels. I think you could argue either way, but Goodwill hunting. Um the main character, Will, is a college student, so or not necessarily a college student, but goes on to study math at a college. You'll have to let me know whether he actually enrolls or he's just working under that professor. But anyway, you kind of get a glimpse into how people carry their traumatic experiences with them and how that can affect their lives and and creating relationships and reaching their potential when they're still struggling with with issues from their past and with things that they've never worked through so in that specific example you see um we'll see robin williams his psychologist robin Williams plays a psychologist in the movie but i thought it was a pretty inspiring depiction of someone struggling and someone getting help and working through past trauma. Like always, if you have any recommendations, feel free to send them my way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any recommendations for a future podcast topic, just let me know. Have a great week.